This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with fellow app nerds, John Beeler and Graham Williams. Thanks for coming on in. We've got uh, a really interesting show today. We're going to be talking about, uh, I guess, cameras, surveillance, and uh, the apps that uh, let us do that. Uh, later on in the program, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a guy that uh, has turned his Tesla into a roving uh, surveillance system. Uh, already with Teslas, they've got uh, built-in cameras uh, that'll actually record people trying to break into them. This guy's taking it a step further and will actually surveil the surroundings looking for familiar license plates and faces using facial recognition. This guy goes by Q in his spare time. Oh my God, you got to stay tuned to listen to this because it is fascinating. Uh, We'll also talk about uh, John's favorite camera maker, Wise, and that's spelled (laughs) W-Y-Z-E. John will not shut up about these cameras if you've ever listened to our shows. Wise, 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 they're the best cameras, they're so cheap. Well, now they know everything about John and so do all of us because there was a major data breach. Thanks for throwing me on the bus. Yes. You could say that the decision to use them was... Not unwise unwise <laughs> what what is fascinating is not only is like your personal information but uh these things can detect your body mass as well no what, what was uh, that about they were beta testing a new product yeah w- which was a scale a smart scale using the camera no no oh, okay. it's an actual an actual product okay okay and so the same database that was well we'll talk about it later their, their cameras will do that as well if you stand on one and it breaks uh, it's too high so now they'll know how fat you are and where you live. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Also, uh, we're going to be chatting with uh, AJ, one of our uh, uh, co-hosts, about uh, an interesting encounter uh, we had here at work. Uh, we have our studio down uh, on Hastings Street here in Vancouver, which I will call the, uh, the center of craziness. We're like right next to the downtown east side. So we constantly have uh, people breaking into our back patio and trying to get into get our goods. They really like our show. Yes, that's why they're trying to break in. Just looking for autographs. Anyway, uh, AJ, he's getting all the notifications from the cameras that we have back there. and uh, Which are not wise. Which are not wise, uh, but they're smart enough to find people that are breaking in. Anyway, uh, had an interesting encounter uh, with the Vancouver police on this whole thing as well. So you got to stay tuned for that. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the uh, the news. Uh, an interesting story that I came across, and it kind of affected me in another way. WhatsApp, made by Facebook, uh, they're going to be not uh, servicing older smartphones coming up. That's correct. They're dropping support for Windows Phone. Well, so, that, that was a surprise. So that's Bo- affecting two people. I was going to say, both of you out there are going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I still have a Windows Kelly Phone. Kelly and Mark, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your WhatsApp's not working on Windows Phone anymore. However, they will also stop support uh, for older Android phones. I think uh, running Gingerbread, Android Gingerbread, which was like version 2.3. Well, Christmas is over anyway, so. Yes. And (laughs) any iPhones with iOS 8 or older. That's the iPhone 4S, I believe. Sounds about right. It's about half a decade ago or more. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, during the Christmas holidays, I always uh, like to go to my parents' house and kind of update their tech, make sure everything's working. Well, they haven't been able to use Skype for a long time because every time on their iPads, they've tried to get into it, it says, you need to update. And then you go to update and it won't let you because their iOS version of their operating system is too old. Huh. How old's the iPad? It's an iPad 2 with a 30-pin connector. Okay. So, so is it old? Yes. I'm hearing Harrison Ford in the back of my head. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, you know, I'm kind of upset because, you know, my parents, they love these iPads. They're so simple. You, you, my, my tech support has gone down to nothingness. Does FaceTime still work on it? Yeah, but who are they going to FaceTime? Like they use Skype. They, with Skype. No, they don't. They just phone me. Uh, they they're more more interested in using Skype to talk to their brothers and sisters over in Denmark. Okay. Do they have iPads? God only knows. No, I don't know. Do, do I want to go down that road and that rabbit hole? No. You don't like doing remote they, tech support? No. I'm happy they know how to use Skype. You know that's like a dream. I never had really much tech support there, but now they're dead. These iPads are literally dead. Do they use Facebook Messenger? John, John, have you have you gone into Facebook Messenger? Yes. Yeah, like just to get Skype going and getting them to understand Skype. Because I know that these software app developers trying to make these things simpler, but it's actually more complicated now because well, everything's a symbol and everything's nested in these layers. The, the The challenge here is that when we look at the hardware, right? The hardware tends to be fairly fast. And even the old iPad 2, it's not too slow. The challenge, though, is that we're getting to the point where there are security features that can't be applied well, any longer. I don't think they care. They're they, using they, the iPad 2. They don't care, right? Yeah. But when it comes to someone like Apple, when they are you know, really founding the, 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 the basis of the company, in some cases, on user privacy and user security, even the old iPhone 10, but I just, just said the words old iPhone 10 is now subject to a jailbreak hack, right? Yeah. So at some point, you've got to roll off support for some of these things. And when you do roll out a new operating system, sooner or later, that operating system's going to become just a little too much for some hardware. So you've got to draw the line somewhere. Well, and, and we talked earlier, and, and over the holidays... I had a similar conversation about someone that was upset that their seven-year-old iMac wasn't eligible for updates anymore. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good run. Seven years out of the computing life with this particular device with no upgrades or anything. Was that like a, like a base model? Probably, iMac? yeah. Because I was going to say, I've got a, a 2012 iMac and I was just able to update it to Catalina. Yeah. And so that is, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, most people forget that you've had this device for a long time enjoy that time with the device and then maybe it's time to think about upgrades. Well, do, you, do you remember the old e-machines computers? Those things, by about six months time, they were already yes. out of date. And so we're but stretching... But you got a good deal on them. You got a really <laughs> good deal on them. I mean, even when we look at Chromebooks now, you buy a Chromebook, you have to look at the manufacturing date because they only get a certain number of years of software I updates. Know, but can't... Like the iPad... Like these iPad 2s. Okay, so I just went on Wikipedia to see the release date of them. Sure. Was it 2011? Okay. <laughs> That might make it almost nine years old. Sure, you might say they had a good run, but they were working fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and they're useless because so with this, an old PC, I could at least uh, load Linux on them and they would have like a, a new life. So there's no technical reason why Skype couldn't be installed on it other than the fact that Apple's forced them to upgrade. And Skype. Well, I, but I'm just saying like Skype could update it to work with it or have some kind of alternate way of doing it, but they've chosen not to support it anymore because it's another legacy thing that they have to deal with. We should say Microsoft here because Microsoft yes. owns Skype. Microsoft has decided to release a version of Skype that no longer works on older operating systems. To your point, they had a version that works here. They've updated the whole shebang and they've basically left users out in the cold. That's really disappointing. Well, I'm, I'm not going to grumble about it anymore. Like, I'm the tech guy. I'm supposed to be pushing the, the, the I guess, the bleeding edge. It's time to take the old iPad out to a farm. What am I going to do with it? Days. I can't even sell these things. You recycle them. I know, but... They I make spent, great Frisbees. I spent like a fortune on these things. 
Yeah, but am you, I getting old? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, I was talk in about, stereo. Let's talk about the rest of the show. Uh, we still are going to talk about uh, the Tesla owner who upgraded his Tesla to be a roving surveillance machine, being able to actually scan license plates and faces. I will say I'm kind of sad it wasn't you that was that Tesla owner. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to be that guy. Uh, and we'll be talking about how John has given up all his personal information because of his love of wise cameras. And uh, AJ's going to talk about uh, how we caught some crooks with uh, some of our cameras and uh, being able to see them through the, uh, the camera app. And I want to announce a great new contest. We are giving away an Amazon Echo Show 8. This is an Amazon Echo that's got Alexa built into it. You can uh, give it commands to control your house, listen to music, ask it anything, play thousands of games, and it's got an 8-inch color screen on it. These are fantastic. It's uh, capable of doing Skype because it's got a camera built into it. <laughs> until they deprecate the app. Yeah, until, <laughs> until they make it too old and not updatable anymore. But hopefully there's a few years left uh, in it. Anyway, you can go to our website. All you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter, getconnectedmedia.com. Once you have subscribed, get this, you are entered into all the new contests coming up here in 2020. So we're excited to have you on board. You're listening to the App Show here on the Course Ready Network. We'll be back shortly after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike here with John Beeler. I've uh, got AJ uh, in studio. Wanted to uh, talk about uh, video surveillance apps uh, that work with uh, the uh, the cameras out there. In our work, uh, in our studio, AJ, we've uh, got the Arlo system, right? Yeah, yeah, we have the Arlo system. We have uh, both external cameras um, at the entrances of our building, uh, both outside um, and in the hallway, as well as uh, we've got a, several cameras inside as well. And these are great because they're wireless, right? Because mm -hmm. they take uh, batteries or rechargeable batteries and you can basically keep them out there for months before you have to replace them. Yeah, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to the wireless. Um, definitely, it's hard to get power to certain areas. So if you wanna put a camera somewhere where there's no power, you have to go battery and it's nice to have that option. Sure, do the batteries run out and it's a consumable, you have to continue to replace? Yes, but again, it's if you, if you have no other option, that's a great option. So our studio is in Vancouver on Hastings Street. Uh, we're right uh, next to the downtown east side. So as you can imagine, uh, we get trouble every yeah. so often. So we have uh, front facing uh, to Hastings and in the back, uh, we're ground level with the alley and we've got this weird kind of porch area back there that uh, the homeless people seem to love to break into. Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of a secured covered area. It is locked with the mesh and there's actually razor wire on the fences. So it's not an easy place to get into. Uh, but if you do manage to get yourself into it, it's covered area and it's a good place to sort of like deke out the weather and, and maybe some of the people you're trying to get away from. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got cameras back there just to make sure that people aren't trying to break into the main building. Yeah. And you're getting the notifications all the time because you live closest to the office. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then so, yeah, the notifications come to the to your smart device, so your, your mobile phone. Um, you can access the cameras via the computer, these particular Arlo ones. You can log in online on a computer or you can use your phone to look at the various cameras. You get these notifications and they come all night long. Like, like we have only certain ones I've got set to actually trigger a notification. Otherwise, you know, but you know, if a pigeon's back in that area. Which they love. Yeah, you'll get yeah. a notification, right? Yeah. We were trying to keep the pigeons out too, but. Well, and some of these cameras, uh, I don't know if Arlo does this, they actually have person detection now. It's a, it's a common feature in some of these newer ones where you won't get the triggers if a cat yeah. or a pigeon. I have that on some of my cameras. 
Somehow the cat and the dog still seem to trigger it. <laughs> okay, so we actually had uh, attempted break-in. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so we had some folks that got into that secured area, and, and you could see that right in the. And map. I could see it, and I could see that they were sort of making uh, an attempt to work uh, on the door that would lead them directly into our offices, where we've got, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment, cameras, all the tech stuff that we review. Um, Hopefully the homeless people don't it's have, a honey pot. Have, have internet <laughs> listening to this right now. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, so they were working on it. So, you know, I thought, what am I going to do? You call, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call 911. And uh, so I called 911. I got in my car, started driving down to the office uh, because I knew that um, if they, if the police uh, took my call, or well, obviously they're going to take it, but they're going to want to see me on site. Yes. So I started making my way down there. Uh, my what daughter, time is this at? Uh, this was uh, like a early in the morning, kind of like around 8 a.m. on okay. like a Sunday or something like that. Okay. So, so I've got my daughter in the car with me, right? I'm oh. on the phone with 911, and my daughter's like, hi. <laughs> and, and they're like, sir, do you have your child with you? I'm like, well, yeah, because I have to. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, okay, do not get out of your car. Just wait for the police to get there. Do not you know, try to intervene or anything, you know, stay in your vehicle. Yeah. And I could hear them talking to the officers on the other, which they've dispatched and they're making their way. So it's undercover officers and they say, okay, park your vehicle in front of your office so that we can mark your building and, um, and wait for an officer. So sure enough, I park in front, I can see a sort of plain closed officer in there. So I jump out of the car and I, I, I've got the camera still with me on my phone and I, and I, um, engage with the officer and, this is awesome because they're like the whole time I'm describing to them what's going on, how many people I can see, what their description is. Cause you know, when you're freaking out and they're like, what do they look like? How tall are they? You never remember. No, like it just goes right out of your mind. But here I'm like actually able to watch and even pinch and zoom um, and check out what's going on. So I meet this undercover officer in front of the building. I show them the camera. They're now talking on their radio to the officers that are in the back of the building that have now surrounded it. Um, and, uh, and we go into our main office and we start making our way towards the back doors. Um, and the whole time they're actually using this Arlo camera device to actually like help them with their intelligence to make sure that, um, nobody gets hurt in, in ultimately what is going to be uh, a, inter- takedown. a takedown. Yeah. And so I'm freaking out. My heart's beating. I'm excited, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, so sure enough, um, we go out, uh, they, they managed to get the person, one of the people back there to open the back doors and the police officers come in. We go end up going out there um, to sort of see what's going on. And sure enough, yeah, the door, uh, just like I had seen through the camera, had been sort of wedged open a little bit. It's a very secure door. Uh, and they've even broken some of the floor tiles that lead, lead into the building. And so then I'm like, well, where's the other guy? And the police officer's like, what other guy? And I'm like, well, there was another, there's two guys. We had the camera here and let me go back in the footage because it's recorded, right? So not only am I able to see what's going on live, but now I can actually scroll back with the officers and show them that there's another individual that is not is missing somewhere. And so we're like, well, where is he? And we're looking all around. There's no way he came out the back. We're looking like the place is pretty buttoned up. He's hiding in the rafters right above my head, <laughs> <laughs> above my head. And I'm like, that's, that's what John Wick does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you've got two seconds to get down or you will be tasered. You're being arrested for attempted break-in. And so the guy's like, what? <laughs> and the guy's like, one second. And sure enough, he got down pretty quick. And did these guys go to jail? Well, uh, no, the, the police, uh, Vancouver police issued, ushered them into the alley, um, told them um, not to come back and uh, set them free. What the hell? 
Yeah, well, you know, I the I, I can't. Well, imagine. thank God we spent thousands of dollars on all this uh, camera gear to have the police set them free. Yeah, well, at least uh, one thing I can say for certain is that I have not seen a notification since, and it's about a week there, so they are a little bit afraid to come back to this particular location. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if they know, knew where the cameras were. They were well hidden. Yeah, they let them go. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine why paperwork. Yeah. Like what the hell? Hassle of what they could actually be arrested for. Who knows? You know, but yeah. But they tried to break into a place. They wrecked our door. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a new system in there. <laughs> Built-in taser. Arlo Built in. Tesla, Tesla guns. Arlo, Arlo taser. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks for letting us uh, in on the story there. I didn't yeah. get the full one yet, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't break in for a while. Well, you know, and the thing is just, it's just, you know, we have a security system in the office, which is, you know, if the alarms go off and it calls the police and stuff. But I honestly say like having a security system with cameras attached to your mobile phone is a hundred times better than anything I've ever used. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, we've still got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, A guy has uh, pimped his Tesla out to surveil license plates and faces. And we're gonna talk to John about uh, how his uh, home camera system uh, now has been scattered all his personal information to the world. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with uh, App Nerds John Beeler and Graham Williams. Don't forget to hit our contest page. We're giving away an Amazon Echo Show 8. This is an Amazon Alexa device with a built-in 8-inch screen. This thing is fantastic. You can Skype on it. You can watch Prime Video. You can ask it questions. You can get it to control your house. I think you can get it to do the dishes too. Maybe, maybe not. Getconnectedmedia.com. All you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter and you are entered in to win. It's that simple. Let's talk surveillance now. I have uh, recently purchased a, a Model 3 Tesla. I'm loving this thing. One of the features on it is sentry mode. And when it's parked and I enact sentry mode, if anyone touches it or tries to break in, the cameras, which apparently this thing is full of, activate and record it. I don't think they alert me, or I guess it does alert me, but then I can take that footage and show that to the police, which is kind of cool. It's a very heavy feature. Doesn't that only record to a thumb drive, though? It does, yes. Yeah, so it's a little weird in that respect. You have to have a thumb drive in that USB port. Yeah, but it's pretty simple. There's some great instructions online for that. Anyway, so there's a guy, uh, and this was announced down at the DEF CON Hacker Conference. A security researcher, his name's Truman Kane, uh, debuted what he calls the Surveillance Detection Scout. This is kind of like a do-it-yourself computer that fits in the middle console of a Tesla Model S or Model 3, plugs into the dashboard USB port, and turns the car's cameras into a 360-degree view uh, that uh, allows it to scan and record everything around the car using uh, off-the-shelf image recognition and facial recognition software it can actually tell you if there are certain license plates that have been following you or if there's certain individuals that have been hanging around your car i'm so disappointed that he just didn't find a way to call this kit kit oh like <laughs> the night industries 2000 that's right i'm sorry michael night night rider okay so on the face of this it sounds really interesting like being able to record all this but at the same time it's kind of scary don't you think having all these Teslas out there potentially scanning everyone's license plates and faces this was kind of the uh, the, the plot to the end of the Dark Knight Returns was it not 
you know, where Batman had access to all of the cell phones and That's built right. sort of a sonar thing. There, there's, it's interesting because we, we're, we've been looking at the idea of a surveillance state for decades, right? And, you know, the, the big fear is that the government is going to put these cameras in. We've seen CCTV surveillance in the UK, right, where there are cameras that the police have access to. And it's kind of interesting to it's watch. Freaky procedurals out of the UK versus procedurals in North America where it's like, just go to the CCTV and they go and they find the guy and they track the guy down. Whereas in North America, it's like, eh, who oh, knows? We can use old fashioned police work. No, I'm, a- I'm watching a show right now on BBC called The Capture. Yeah. And it's all about CCTV and it's amazing. Like if it's even like 10% true, I am freaked out yeah. because they have these cameras everywhere and they have facial recognition. And how easy is it to solve crimes now? Oh, just run that guy's face through the facial recognition and instantly within a minute, they've got their suspect and they're breaking his door down. Well, and this is the thing that, you know, I've been, been looking at recently. There's been, there's been a ton of fiction that's focused on this as well. There's a great novel called Earth by David Brin where he talks about a dystopian future where people are wearing these almost like the, the specs that you got from, uh, from Snapchat that are constantly broadcasting and people are always on their good behavior because they've got these true view spectacles on where they're broadcasting to the internet. I was watching Daredevil, the third season on the weekend, and I'm sitting there looking at this going, any of these characters could catch all of these characters that are in conspiracies out if they just turned on, say for example, broadcast live to Facebook, put the phone in the corner of the room and had that confession come out live. So the idea of putting cameras in there that aren't in control of the government, but in control of the people, yes, it's a surveillance state, but it's almost this sort of crowdsourced, non-controlled surveillance state. And it's kind of a thing that we're heading towards. And I don't really know how to feel about it. So this guy's camera system, uh, basically, if you're driving down the road and it detects maybe a certain car with a certain license plate that's always seems to be around you can give you a notification. So, for example, if the, you know, CSIS or the FBI were following you because you were a nefarious person, this camera could tip you off. It could. So uh, one feature he didn't enable on this is that uh, it potentially you could crowd share this information between Tesla owners. Now, here's, here's I mean, the, the flip side to that, again, nefarious purposes, if you were stalking someone and you now have access to a crowdsourced network where you can track where their license plate is going, there are some serious ethical concerns with huge, this type of thing. Huge, Like this, this type of thing, uh, license plate surveillance or automatic license plate readers, illegal in a number of states like Arkansas, Georgia, Maine, and New Hampshire. Hampshire? I can't even say that properly. Don't stand don't, on me. I don't know why it's illegal in Arkansas. <laughs> Not like New York and California. Uh, but hey, you know, those Arkansas legislatures... Uh, legislators are ahead of the curve. Just all over it. Don't well, scan my license plate. But it, all, it really depends on what it's doing, right? Like, it's not like it's hacking into the FBI database or, you know, ICBC to pull up your license plate information, right? It's just what what is he doing with that data? Okay, so I'm going to give a nefarious thing. What if you wanted to, uh, if you were a bad person and wanted to track your ex-wife or your ex-girlfriend? Right. And uh, suddenly, you know, te- this guy has enabled this in all these Teslas. Uh, hey, if you come across this license plate, you know, give me a, a ping yeah. on my phone. And you, you so could aggregate freaking. that data and start to track okay, their Okay, but see, there's no laws. There's no laws well, around this. But if you were going to install this thing in your Tesla, yeah. presumably you might have to give be given a reason why that information is important to this person. Oh, do you want to give me that power? No, but I'm not going to auto help you stalk your ex-wife. I will manually help you oh, yeah. as long as you can come what up you with a good information, Mike 309. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, you know, I, my car was stolen. I could make up any 
stupid. Trying to make sure my kids don't get into trouble. If their car was stolen, though, and it's a Tesla, they can track it in the app. I know, but I could make up something. Right. So anyway, I think this is a really slippery slope. And I think this could just explode. And, and, And again, you know, privacy concerns. We're worried about a governmental surveillance state. A private crowdsourced surveillance state doesn't sound much better to me. Now, no, that's, all, that's all kinds of bad. Here's the that's thing. That's much worse. Yeah. Let's, let's flip the bit on this. We have Amber, Amber Alerts go out with cars of a certain color and a certain license plate. Oh, so you're just, you're trying to cherry pick the good, the good things. Well, I, I think this is the, what about the children okay, argument? Okay, okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to make the, okay. So yes, you could have all these Teslas, for example, crowdsource that license plate yes. and find that for the police. Uh, you could also help them find all these bad men that are stalking their ex-partners. But, but what if you, I'm, I'm sure it'd be much more used for that than what if what if what if this software though didn't require a Tesla? What if you could use your Ring doorbell or any other outwardly facing camera in your house? The yes. cameras on your phones. But see, that's what law enforcement down in the U.S. is doing. Right, they're actually giving discounts to neighborhoods on Ring video doorbells. Really? Yes, because they're they're putting it part of the Ring neighborhood that. Let's law enforcement access video from these ring video doorbells. So here's for the investigations. We talked a little bit earlier about how our office is in the downtown east side. I live here in the downtown east side. I and know. there are a number of things where I walk out in, you know, a morning, an afternoon, or an evening, and I look at something and go, if there was something watching this, this may not have happened, right? I, I actually physically saw a man walk up to a Volkswagen Jetta and smack the back light and shatter the light and just walk away. And a bunch of us were standing around going, where's Batman? Right? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we're we're obviously not going to approach this gentleman because he's carrying a piece of metal and just beat the heck out of a car. I'm not going to fare much better. But, you know, there's no evidence of this. The uh, the car owner uh, didn't have sentry mode. And when they came back to their vehicle, I'm sure I, I had to come to work, so I couldn't stick around and talk to this person. But, you know, they got back to their vehicle. Their, their yep. light is shattered. They have no idea what's going on. They're just so, another blip on the crime statistics. It's this ethical back and forth that we're going to have to have. This conversation can't stop here. We've got to continue on at some point. Okay. So talking about privacy, uh, if you've got a wise camera or any type of uh, video camera in your house or on the outside of your house, you'll want to stay tuned for the next segment. Uh, wise. Uh, has uh, unfortunately been hacked and uh, literally millions of their users' personal information has been leaked out onto the internet. Right, John? Yes, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out more about that and what potentially you could do to uh, protect yourself in this type of situation. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the app show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Don't forget to hit our contest page, getconnectedmedia.com. Subscribe to our newsletter, and you will be entered in to win a fantastic prize. We're giving away an Amazon Echo Show 8. This is a a great digital smart home speaker that's got a built-in screen, so you can use this as a clock radio or your uh, favorite kitchen helper. You can watch Prime videos. You can do Skype on it. You can have it control your home, listen to music. It's fantastic. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter subscription page and enter to win. And you'll be entered in to win all of the contests that we have going on in 2020. I want to talk about uh, home surveillance cameras now. This is a huge industry, like huge. It's blown up over the past five years. We've got uh, big players like Arlo 
Uh, they used to be with Netgear. They actually split the company apart because it was so successful. Ring, owned by Amazon, are into this in a big way. They've got the Ring video doorbells and complete home inside and outside protection. A camera system that you have been totally into, John, are the Wise cameras. And there's, I can see why. These things are fantastic. High definition, small, and so cheap. How much are they? They're about $30 a camera in Canada. And, and they're fantastic. Yeah. And they work with all the different platforms, like everything. Yeah. You, you, they're all fully compatible with your voice assistants, and uh, they have a great app. Um, and yeah, so ironically, on December 26th, uh, a research firm published uh, a paper about the fact that there was a database from WISE exposed to the internet with 2.4 million users' data on there. Well, we know what their sales are now. <laughs> <laughs> How many customers they have. Um, so what happened? I, I, I'm hearing rumors it was an employee mistake. Yeah, well, it sounds like this is one of those cases where someone took a, a, what they call a flexible database. This is not the production database. This is probably like a snapshot in time version of the database that they were using uh, on the unprotected internet as a way for them to quickly query it while doing some testing. Uh, we talked about it earlier, about the fact that they were actually testing uh, a new product line, which is their smart scale. Um, and I th it seems to be something related to that potentially, because it was also, this database contained a lot of uh, health information related to height and weight and that kind of thing, um, which was included in this database. So, um, but yeah, it sounds like somebody put this out on the internet instead of inside a protected zone and of course, somebody found it. This sounds like somebody who was coding and was like, you know what, I got to work from home. Can I get access to yes. our network? No, you're gonna need an RSA key. You know what, I'll just throw up a Dropbox, it'll be fine. That's what this I just won't. Like. I just won't tell anybody. Right? I'll just click that chat box and make it public. Oh gosh. So John, you, you've been big WISE supporter. Of, yes. Uh, and again, that's spelled W-Y-Z-E. Yeah. And they're fantastic little cameras. How do you feel um, now that you're personal information's out there because well, this has never happened before. The, the, the funny thing was, is that I had literally just bought another camera on Boxing Day, which is when this report came out. So I was literally just, I just finished the transaction and I switch over to my news feeds. Oh, look, they just got hacked. Do you get a discount now? <laughs> well, well, I got a good deal because of Boxing yeah, Day. But how do you feel about it? Like, uh, I'm fine because... The big thing with any of these systems, and anytime we hear about a, a system being hacked, more often than not, it's not because there was an employee error. error. It was because customers use the same username and password everywhere. And yeah. so that's an entry point for these hackers to get into these systems. Um, I have a very unique password and very unique email and username and everything like that on my waist. Anything security related, I spend a lot more effort on the passwords and all that type of stuff, which everybody should be doing. So... Yeah, it sucks, but I also don't put any of my cameras in a place where I would feel weird about them. I mean, I mostly use these cameras to track my cat when I'm not at home. That's fair. So, How does your cat feel about this now? Well, she feels really invaded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we look at this, this isn't really an endemic issue. There wasn't a you know coding error or a, a lack of security practices that was endemic to the company. Well, this there is, was a lack of security well, there, practices. But well, this is someone going rogue. Yeah. Right, yeah. which there should be checks and balances in place to stop that. So disappointing that Wise didn't have that happen. But if you do have someone who is actively inside your company trying to make this happen, 
They can't. So for the listeners out there, and you know, this is not going to be the last time something like no. this happens. No. What can we tell them? Well, the, 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 just going back a little bit though, I like I said, I ordered the camera. I found out about the hack. I found out about the camera deal in an online forum at flagdeals.com. If you've never been there, you should go. Um, and there was a thread about it being hacked, but there's also a thread about some other features you could use. I didn't even know. I've had these things for like a year and there was a really cool feature I didn't know you could enable by default. And so I'm like, it, it, it's one of those things like, you just need to be more careful about your password systems for these things and uh, have a unique password and a unique username. And if you can, even a unique email on each of these secure systems. Especially on some type of surveillance device like this. Yeah. Have a unique password and username yeah. compared to all the other devices in your yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one more segment to go. When we come back, we're gonna hear John's uh, app pick of the week. And uh, don't forget to hit our contest page, getconnectedmedia.com, giving away an Amazon Alexa Echo Show 8 video screen smart speaker. This thing is awesome. Gotta check it out, getconnectedmedia.com. Back after this. You're back with the app show. Mike, John, and Graham here. A little bit of time left. John, you've got your favorite app pick of the week. What is it? This week, uh, it's a free app for iOS and Android. It's called Closer. Uh, there's a DJ out there, Richie Hot, and he's Canadian, and he's been kind of a pioneer in the techno space for a long time. Uh, and he was struggling to find an interesting way, an interesting and compelling way to share his stage performances with his uh, fans. And so what he did is he actually captured all the different uh, line outs from all the different gear on his stage. He's got multiple camera angles, and you can basically deconstruct a performance while you're watching it on your device. Oh, that's cool. So if you want to hear what synth he's playing with, you can actually change the camera to show just him playing that synth and just hear that part of the music layers. So this app is just for him? Yeah, it's, him. It's, it's a bunch of his performances around the world and each one has been captured in this. It's not like VR or anything like that. It's just basically you can just sort of turn on and off layers of the sound and change the visuals to sort of see how he's making those sounds. Wow, that's really neat. You're a yeah. DJ. I am a DJ. Graham. I don't yeah. do live PA, but I know a lot of people that do who I think would really love the ability to do this, be able to just separate it out and see exactly what's going on. Well, I've seen a ton of really great live PA performances, and sometimes you're wondering, how do you make it all work? Right. This is great. Yeah, no, cool. it's, and it's Closer. completely free. Yeah. So this one's called Closer? Closer. And uh, for a DJ named Richie Hotton. 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 Yes. Check it out. Free for iOS and Android. Don't forget to enter our contest at getconnectedmedia.com. All you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter. It's that easy. And once you are subscribed, you are entered into all the contests for the year. And we're giving away thousands of dollars of prizes this year. And uh, for this uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to be giving away an Amazon Echo Show 8. Fantastic smart digital speaker with a screen built into it. You got to enter to win. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. So all the time we have left, I want to thank Graham, John, AJ, Stephen, and all the rest of the crew that helped put this together. See you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.